Congratulations, Finkley, for your win as the South Carolina Black Pages 20 under 40. I just want to say I love you and I appreciate everything you do. It's Finkley Family Friday. We have Michael S. Finkley. We got to stand together as one country. And we'll, we'll take America, this young We also have D'Angelo Finkley. There's always a new day to try again. Let the past be the past. Because never. All coming up next on The Michael Finkley Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Michael Finkley Show. I'm Michael Finkley. Today is Friday, November 20th, 2020, y'all. It's Friday, thank God. Like y'all will not believe, I'm telling you. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Michael Finkley Show, and ring that bell for notification. And we'll see you an email saying, hey, new content's uploaded. Thank you so much to our subscribers, our viewers, our new subscribers, our new viewers. You're watching The Michael Finkley Show, where we're here to inform, educate, and inspire you. we bring you shows that you need to hear and that you want to hear. Thank you so much for watching. Like I said, we all Fridays among us. Um, I am just so excited. I'm so excited. I want to sleep. I want to rest. I want to chill out. It's just been a busy week. I'm telling you. And probably I know that a lot of you can relate, especially it's the time around around the holidays. And, you know, it's just, whoa, a lot's happening. So let's get it, y'all. Let's go. So today's show is Finkley Family Friday. We have two males deal with the Finkley name here with us, not along with me. And so we're including um, D'Angelo Finkley and also the other Michael Finkley, Michael S. Finkley, as they bring us stories of success, inspiration, and triumph. Y'all, it's a story you don't want to miss. Join us. We'll be right back. Next, we chat with Michael S. Finkley. We'll be right back. Monday on the Michael Finkley Show, season finale event, eight months, 67 shows, 97 guests. Join us as we reminisce of season one. And also we have Brandon Campbell with us as he talks about how he's overcoming life's events. Join us on the next Michael Finkley Show. Looking for a mentoring program for your young male between the age of 6 and 18 in Columbia, South Carolina? Well, look no further. Big Homie, Little Homie Mentoring Program is the program for you. Under the leadership of Mr. Jamal Stroud, Big Homie, Little Homie is a 50C3 nonprofit organization that caters and mentors at-risk youth that come from single-parent homes. The organization caters to young males between the ages of 6 and 18 within the greater Columbia area. The organization is devoted to shaping and molding their life into great men of society. Big Homie Little Homie organizes male gatherings, discussions, and even educational assistance devoted to guiding and leading them into a positive light. Making a positive attitude will help in transforming life regardless of what is experienced in life. For more information on Big Homie, Little Homie Mentoring Program, 
visit our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Listen very carefully. Don't get confused. All right. We may look like twins, but I'm telling you, I look better. So <laughs> let me say this. Uh, we are celebrating Finkley Family Friday today, and we are so happy to have the other Michael Finkley. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Michael S. Finkley. Michael. How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? How are you doing, Mike? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's so glad to see you. It's been a while. So glad yeah, to see you. It's a pleasure. I mean, uh, when I saw the Michael Finkley show and what you've been doing on LinkedIn and on YouTube, I'm like, whoa. I was like, I wish he would invite me. And lo and behold, like, it's like the angels whisper something in your ear. You're showing up to invite me. I had you in mind, Michael. I had you in mind. <laughs> oh, awesomeness. So, Michael, tell us life in Massachusetts. What was that like growing up for you? Oh, well, life in Massachusetts to me, hmm. as a kid, it was innocent. As a kid, it was innocent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the house, it was like I was living in Alabama. That's where my family's from. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the house I was living in Alabama, uh, going to school was relatively easy and fun uh, until those teenage years hit. And those teenage years were pretty challenging during the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. mid to late 80s, early 90s, you know, with what was going on around all the majority of the inner cities across the country. Um, so you had the, the violence and the drugs and trying to navigate through that kind of stuff. Um, and then there was the other part of Boston, Massachusetts that was free and safe and you enjoyed being there and you couldn't really understand the dichotomy of why one neighborhood and community that has really nice homes, but it's under, under siege with this element. And then a few blocks over, a few towns over, a few train stops away, you know, it's butterflies and, and daisies, you know, which is really nice. So, but other than that, I, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't trade in for anything. Yeah. Uh, I realized Massachusetts has a lot of opportunities. Once you realize and you have to know about going about taking advantage of those opportunities, yeah. you know, I, I recommend anything that's here now. Kids, you know, I, I'll <clears throat> encourage them to take full advantage of what we have here. So, you know, it's the good and the bad, kind of like where everyone's from, I, I'm assuming. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And we just take what we can get from it and learn from it and move on and move on. That's right. So, was family big for you growing up? Oh, family was huge for me growing up. Um, major impact uh, part of my life, even now, even now. Uh, but more so when I was younger, you know, my family being from the South, uh, a lot of uncles and aunts, uh, <laughs> you know, I think my grandmother maybe had 12, 13 kids. I know it was in the teens. Mm -hmm. and so, you know, uh, one may have passed away. But uh, so they, and then those uncles and aunts, they had children, cousins, plenty of cousins. So family was huge. Uh, grandmother, the matriarch, you know, uncles and things like that. And you know, even all every though although we were all cousins, everyone thought we were brothers and sisters. So mm -hmm. we let that ride, and we had the central house, big mama house, or grandma's house, and that kind of stuff. So family's always been a very important thing to me. To this day, yeah. it is. Uh, I'm, I don't have any children, but I'm one of the youngest uncles ever. I would say I was an uncle when I was four years old, and I'm wow. a great. <laughs> yes, I'm a great uncle, and I'm proud of that. You know, I'm proud of that. Yeah, I gotcha. And I, I must tell this story, Michael. I must tell the story. We met by social media. 
years ago. Uh, when I graduated from college, I moved to Massachusetts and I just, I'm just that goofy person. So I typed in my name and I'm, I'm just looking for me, right? And you pop up. I'm like, well, doggone, I have to look him up. <laughs> and this is how we started communicating back and forth. And so um, the Finkley name, you know, yes. I, I love it. It's the name of my show. It's the name of my business. Yes. Are you proud of the Finkley name? Yes, I am. I think all Finkleys are proud of the Finkley name. It's a very unique name, number it one. Is. It's a very unique name, number one. And um, whether you're Finkley with the L-A-Y or Finkley with an A, uh, somehow we're all related. I don't know one Finkley that's not proud of their name. Uh, they're either called Mike Fink, Kurt Fink. Right. The Finksters, you know, abbreviated. We all right. love the Finkley name. And of course, you know, we love our family and we're strong. We have that strong Southern root uh, heritage, uh, working hard, doing what we have to do. And I uh, was always proud of that, always proud to be a Finkley. And uh, like I mentioned to you a moment ago, you know, the family was huge uh, with all the uncles and aunts and the cousins and the nephews and the nieces now. You know, so families always, and they were all Finkleys, all right. Finkleys. So. Right. You know, love right. that name, change it for anything. I love it. I love it. Yes, yes, yeah. And I like you said that they, the abbreviations and you know all the different things that come along with it. You know, there's mm -hmm. none other. No one can do it like us. Literally, that's, right. that's what I'll always that's say. No one can do it like us. And so, Michael, as as you said, you know, growing up in Massachusetts, what that was like for you. What are some of the events that made you who you are today? As we see you as Michael S. Finkley. Mm. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay on the the, the positive life changing events uh, here. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, graduating from Boston College, um, which is a, a Jesuit uh, college here, uh, very expensive college. It was a privilege to go there. I was blessed to go there because my mother, Lily Dolores Finkley, my ladybug, I call her Ladybug, God rest her soul. Um, she wound up working there um, in the '80s sometime. Got a mm -hmm. job there, and um, like most universities and colleges here in the North if you have a parent or if you work at a university or college for so long, you have the opportunity for education and your children have an opportunity for education. Mm -hmm. So that that door opened for me to take advantage of that school um, when it was time for me to go to college. And I was invited to other universities and colleges I could have went to, but you know, why would I go and pay all that money when I'm gonna get a tuition discount, a huge discount and just pay for books right, right. here? Right, exactly. so. That happening with her and her working hard, doing what she's doing, uh, what she was doing, you know, day and night, overtime shifts, uh, to put food on the table, admiring that, being invited to the college campus, meeting different individuals, uh, Jesuit priests, uh, professors, et cetera, uh, Father Woods, uh, he's a, uh, I actually graduated from the Woods School of Advanced Studies, but uh, mm -hmm. Father Woods, when I first met him, that there wasn't a Woods School of Advanced Studies at Boston College, it was just an evening college or, um, and it was just the, the full day, the daytime college, the evening college. Uh, he was a Jesuit there. But at mm -hmm. one point, there became a time as I became an adult, as, as the college expanded and grew and was moving into different areas of nursing and education and, and those kind of uh, fields. Father Woods, a Jesuit priest, had a university named after him, a section of the college named after him. And uh, I had the opportunity to go there. And it's funny because just last week, I called him up. Periodically, I call him up, very old man. Um, and, but I called him and Hey, I'm just checking on you, Mr. F uh, Father Woods. How are you doing? Oh, Michael, I'm doing well. You know, I'm glad you called that kind of stuff. What's going on with you. I give him an update 
Uh, you know, every so often I give him an update and he's happy to hear it. You know, I told him I would like to see him, but you know, we can't do that during this COVID time. Right, right, mm -hmm. definitely, awesomeness. And then Michael, those events that you went through in life and that just rang with you, what are you still learning about yourself? I'm learning that, and it's funny you say this, Mike, um, I'm always changing. <laughs> I'm always changing. I'm never who I am. I have friends that know me, that, that's known me all my life from the old neighborhood, some of my own relatives, uh, brother, sister. You know, they have an image of Michael, of Mike. Some of them have an image of Mike Fink, me, <laughs> this Mike Fink. Uh, some of them have an image of Michael, but I'm always changing. I'm always changing, uh, discovering a new depth to myself, uh, adding more to myself, to my character, exploring more, growing more. I'm always changing and I'm open to that change. That's one thing that I've also learned that I'm always open to change. I'm open to change. I'm open to learning more. I'm open to being the best I can be, you know? I, I love that because, you know, we always have to have that open mind, especially in the world we live in today, right? So many things are changing. And so we have to we may not conform to those changes at times, but understand what's going on around us. And, and so, Michael, right, man. And I, I love the way you part of you, you brought in Mike Fink. <laughs> they call you that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it just goes together. And so what does Michael do for fun? What does Michael do for work? Uh, so for work, I currently am a real estate agent. I'm a realtor. Uh, I sell homes, I rent homes, uh, apartments, rooms, et cetera, to veterans in the Massachusetts area. Veterans is a key component of my business. I love to house the veterans, you know, those who serve this country, uh, families, uh, a friend of mine, a longtime friend of mine, he just recently bought a house in uh, the Revere section of Massachusetts by the water. Uh, first home built from the ground up. So that was a big um, success story just recently for, for both of us. Um, that's one of my hats. My other hat is I work for a uh, nonprofit, a nonprofit in uh, the Boston area that provides services to senior citizens to keep them in their home as long as possible. Uh, you know, a lot of seniors they age, a lot of uh, our citizens age, and then they want to they'll go into nursing homes or yeah, you know, assisted living facilities. But a lot of seniors want to stay home. Uh, family members want them to stay home, but they don't know how to take care of. Uh, for the seniors who have limited support. Uh, I work with a, you know, I may take a referral because they may need home care, uh, mm -hmm. home care, someone to come in and help them clean. They may need a PCA, someone that's going to help them bathe. Uh, they just may need the meal support. I do the meals on wheels as well. Uh, those kind of, <laughs> that's all the component of the referrals. Um, mm -hmm. And financial assistance, they may need something like that. So we have all those services that uh, the city of Boston offers for our seniors and uh, plug them in if, I, if they need it, you know? So when I go in, well, I'm not going in now. So I talk to them over the phone or talk to a relative or a social worker and I'll say, hey, so uh, do they have this? Uh, who's visiting? How are the bills being paid? That, those kind of things, just certain questions that I, I, I know to ask now, doing the job for almost three years now. And I basically say, would they be interested in this senior, he or she be interested in this service and make mm -hmm. that referral and, you know, to make sure that that senior is taken care of. Gotcha. All right. You do a lot, Michael. Two hats, two hats, two hats right there. There's plenty of other hats. There's personal training. There's helping other individuals. There's plenty of hats. I'm always oh. giving. That's my, that's part of my strength, Mike. 
I think that's part of our strength as it a heritage, is. as a people. We've always give, given to others. We've always cared for others. That's what we do as a people. Yeah. This, that's what this we is, do. This is so true because I know that I do that as well. And um, mm -hmm. it, it gives me my juices, right? It gives me my energy. And so I'm going to continue to do it as long as I can. I know you are. I know yeah. you are. And I wish you greatest amount of success with what you do. You're oh. an inspiration. Whenever I see you cross that Instagram, across that uh, LinkedIn or something like that, I just start smiling. And I'll share whatever you got going on. I'll, I'll and then share you do. it. And I screenshot it. I paste, post it on Facebook, Instagram. I'm like, this brother is the truth. And uh, that's what I do. I see what's going on. I, I make sure I, I'm sharing it. I'm doing my part, you know, because you got You have a lot to give, you know. You have a lot to give. I was, I, I could give like this man, you know. I give him my way, but I love the way you give. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. We appreciate you. And that was another thing I was going to talk about as well. You're a big dude, right? You you be hitting it. You be hitting them weights, oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hit the weights. I hit the weights. <laughs> I'm, so I'm very a active. I have to, I'm very active. Weights, calisthenics, jogging, mm -hmm. uh, walking. Uh, riding the bike, that's my thing. Physicality is my thing. It keeps me grounded, mind, body, and soul. You know, I have my physical um, dedication attributes that I like to do, you know, you know, that physicality, that strength training, it frees the mind. Uh, spiritual training, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I'm a Christian. Man. I'm a man of God, even more so. I'm a definitely Christian because that's what I was born and raised, but I'm a mm -hmm. man of God because I know that uh, on this planet with all these people, you know, God has a, he, he, he knows, he's just not going to cast them all away, you know, so mm -hmm. let's just see what happens with that. But man of God, um, I'm spiritual, I was raised under Christianity, so that's a heavy component in my life, you know, I'm not an average churchgoer, but I have my Bible, I have my scriptures, I have my daily bread, you know, my self-prayer, so that, eating well, physicality, giving to others, and meditation. Wow, it's like I'm talking to myself, wow. It really, <laughs> we just have that in common. And you are talking to Michael Finkley. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, Michael, in the events that are going on in the world today, what positive words do you have for America right now? Uh, America, America, she's in labor right now. She's definitely in labor um, with what's going on, what we see. Positive words, united we stand, divided we fall. Mm. A house divided cannot stand. It can't. You it know, can't. so that's what it boils down to. And I say America's in labor again, you know, with all the protests and what's going on out there. And unfortunately we had a president that tried to divide the country and talk about making it great again. And, and then the dichotomy of him saying making it great again, we've seen all all the violence going on in the streets and the uprising and those are those birth pains. The country's only going to be better because of what we what we went through. And again, united we stand, divided we fall. We got to stand together as one country, and we'll um, we'll take America, this younger generation, and the rest of us to take America the next hundred years or three hundred years, however far she goes into um, into greatness. Yeah. But going backwards, like that um, individual that was occupying the White House, that wasn't going to do it. Yeah. So my positive words are united, we stand, divided, we fall. All right. Couldn't have said it better myself. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael S. Finkley, thank you for being on today. We really appreciate you. Thank you as well. Thank you for having me, Mike. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you.
and good luck to you and all your endeavors and and your shows, your episodes. I'll be watching. I'll be looking for every <laughs> every Friday, every Monday. I'm watching you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Coming up, we chat with D'Angelo Finkley. We'll be right back. Calling all trio, gear up, jag, and other college readiness organizations. Hello everybody, it's Finkley with the Finkley Experience. I am here to offer you information about our College Readiness Cohort Series. This College Readiness Series includes college applications, SAT, ACT prep, scholarships, financial aid, the mental mind state, HBCU versus PWI versus technical colleges, and so much more. You know this is helpful because it's actually like making me change my college plan. Really? If you're interested, visit our website, thefinkleyexperience.com, or just email us at michael at thefinkleyexperience.com. We're looking forward to working with you. Hi there, it's Finkley. Do you want to become the next guest on The Michael Finkley Show? Do you have an incredible story to inform, educate, and inspire others? Well, you can. Email us at michael at thefinkleyexperience.com and follow us on our social media platforms. See you soon. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Michael Finkley Show. We are still celebrating Finkley Family Friday, and we have another relative with us introducing D'Angelo Finkley. D. What's up? Hey, hey, cuz. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, D, let me ask you this question. So, in growing up in Michigan, what was that like for you? Uh, which part? <laughs> <laughs> well, start from the beginning and go down. Uh, well, growing up in Michigan, well, I guess we got to be more precise, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about your perspective, personally. It's about how you carry yourself. Right. Uh, you see a lot real early, you go through a lot, you experience a lot, and it makes you see things differently. Like you gotta naturally be tougher. Like everybody is a thug, it, it makes no sense. Everybody has to be tough. But you learn to also enjoy the people that's around you too. Mm-hmm. So I would say growing up, it had its ups and downs. You lose a lot of people at an early age to different reasons. Motion detected at the front door. Uh, but you also have a lot of good memories too. Mm-hmm. Like for example, fire hose, I'm in a firefight, ah, hydra, mm-hmm. getting wet in the summers, uh, water gun fights, running from stray dogs. <laughs> Going to the mall, talking to girls, it's a lot, a lot of fun. But at the same time, I guess I think it's honestly what you make it and how you carry yourself. Gotcha, gotcha. Was was family big for you growing up? No, not at all. <laughs> um, it's actually kind of different. Like uh, growing up, I actually didn't like my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the black sheep, so. I was never really involved in anything. I was kind of cast out. Other than my siblings mm-hmm. and my grandma, other than them, I kind of really kept to myself. I learned to 
pretty much stand on my own two feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was that hard for you? It was. It made me feel, get a lot of different insecurities by myself, a lot of different um, doubts, fears, and concerns about who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. That kind of molded me into the man that I am. Mm-hmm. Did you carry any of that, those feelings into your adulthood? Uh, all of them. Really? The insecurity, the rejection, the doubt, the self-esteem, mm-hmm. the uh, not feeling worthy enough, all that stuff and more. Mm-hmm. And how did that affect you in your adulthood? It made me seek after materialistic things and people that didn't really have the best intentions for me. Mm-hmm. But because I was willing to settle for some type of happiness versus no happiness, it caused me to put myself in a lot of dumb situations and a lot of unnecessary drama mm-hmm. to try to prove and get validation from people that honestly didn't care about me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And there were some events, life-changing events that happened to you as well that made you the person you are today. Um, talk about some of those events. Uh, there's so many different ones, from losing friends to violence, mm-hmm. uh, losing my dad, not growing up with my mother and father, my grandmother raising me, uh, seeing murder. I seen my first murder before I was 10. Seeing a uh, first woman get raped uh, before I was 10 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, been fighting since preschool. That's the only thing I ever knew what to do was a fight. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what I like to do now a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I said, like the most, I think traumatizing things that kind of made me numb to pretty much a lot of things was losing friends. Mm-hmm. When you lose so many people, it's like you just can't become known to death. It just like it's an everyday situation that it doesn't really affect you. It doesn't really make me see or view things any different. I just feel like, oh, another person gone versus wanting to shed a tear. Mm-hmm. Or, you uh, see, seeing multiple people die was different too. Like, that was a crazy experience. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, seeing a guy's head bust open wow. and didn't even phase me. I had no, it was just like, to me, another day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I can only imagine, only imagine what that what that felt like. And where are you now presently, now, mentally, physically, all that good stuff? Physically good, mentally, due to Corona, I feel like I'm up and down, depending on the day. <laughs> be honest um but i think i'm a lot better place than what i was when i was younger i don't have all that aggression and anger like i used to mm-hmm. so i can handle things differently i view things differently than i used to mm-hmm. uh, then too being in your 30s you kind of start to change in general <laughs> that's true cuz <laughs> that's <is> so true <laughs> oh. you kind of want to sit back and just enjoy life and be happy you gotta learn to cut the BS out. Mm-hmm. So that kind of answers that. And your spirituality, 
How did that play a part in all of this? That's the only thing that kept me going. Because growing up, a lot of the time I wanted to kill myself, but my spirituality is what kept me from doing it. And my grandma kept me in church my whole life. That was mandatory. <laughs> I right. think I spent more time in church as a child than I did anywhere else. <laughs> so honestly, I think through everything I've been through in life, my spirituality is what kept me through everything. It's what kept me sane and kept me going, kept me motivated, knowing that I can pull it through it. And in turning your, your perspective around and your life around, your mind setting around now, uh, what do you do? What do you do for a living? Uh, I do construction. I'm a foreman, and then I own a dog kennel. I really? I excited dogs. Hmm. And what do you do for fun to kind of get away sometimes? I do mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. And gun range. <laughs> now talk about this martial arts. Please talk about this martial arts. All right, what you want to know about it? Like what, what aspect? Well, how did how did you get started with it? Well, one, growing up watching Bruce Lee. <laughs> I wanted to be him. He was the coldest person ever. <laughs> I feel like uh watching him uh growing up just beating the crap out of people was just awesome. No matter how many people that came across him, he just was unstoppable. Actually, before I even got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai, I actually went to go try to study his form of fighting, which mm -hmm. is called Wing Chun Do, which is actually pretty cool, but it wasn't ready for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this dude was a lot better. Mm -hmm. I like the discipline that comes behind it. Mm -hmm. I like the self-control the wellness and the fitness that come out because you cannot be out of shape doing the jitsu or Muay Thai. You just cannot. It will physically get you in shape if you're not in shape. Oh, man. I need to do that then, huh? <laughs> and then, two, it teaches you humbleness. Like, mm -hmm. it makes you view people and things differently. Like, you realize what you can do to a person and what a person can do to you. Mm -hmm. And then you see people like, for example, this guy, but uh, in my class, he had one arm and he is out cold with jujitsu. When I say out cold, he's out cold. Mm -hmm. He gave me a run for my money. And he's oh. only a buck 19. <laughs> yes. Then it's an older guy named Brian. He is, mm -hmm. I think, 55. I can't do nothing with him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, age range, no. it doesn't matter. It don't wow. matter age range, size, you can be the biggest person, the littlest person, none mm -hmm. of that matters in there. I got you, I got you. Wow, that's amazing. And I, I had to tell the viewers this, that we met via social media years mm -hmm. ago, on top of years ago, and we've been in contact yeah. ever since. Um, just talking, encouraging, inspiring one another. I've seen your journey. I've seen your journey and it just pleases me where you are today. And it's nothing short of, of a blessing to see where you are today. And so I must ask this question, all that you've been through in your life, are you proud of the name D'Angelo Finkley? Yes, I am. And honestly, I just like the name of D'Angelo in general. Mm -hmm. This one, it means, D'Angelo means messenger of God in Hebrew. 
if you never knew that. I knew. <laughs> so I always have loved my name. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my baby came out here to give me some love. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> she came and set her head on my lap. And the other one is between my feet. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're just so busy over there. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so what encouraging words would you give to America today? So much is happening. So much is going on. What would you tell the persons of America today? No matter what you go through, just know that you can always put through. It's only tough for a little while. It may seem like forever, but in reality, the sound always come up. There's always a new day to try again. Let the past be the past because never, but tomorrow's never promised to no one. Cherish and love the ones that are there. Forgive the ones that are not. Right, couldn't say it better myself. Ladies and gentlemen, you just seen and heard from D'Angelo Finkley. Thank you, D, for being on today. Oh, anytime, guys. Monday on The Michael Finkley Show, season finale event, eight months, 67 shows, 97 guests. Join us as we reminisce of season one. And also we have Brandon Campbell with us as he talks about how he's overcoming life's events. Join us on the next Michael Finkley Show. Hello, welcome back. So you know the question I'm going to ask you. What did you learn? What did you take away from this show today? Please leave comments below. Let's have a conversation. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so much, D'Angelo, for just being on and sharing your stories. We are encouraged by one another's testimonies. And truly, we are family. As it says in Dreamgirls, like, like a giant tree branching out towards the sky. And so I got your back, no matter what. Thank you so much for being on. So Monday is the season finale. Oh my gosh, y'all. Eight months, 67 guests, and I'm sorry, 67 shows and 97 guests. I am telling you, it has been a journey. And we're just going to talk about that journey on Monday, what that looks like, what that sounds like, how we got started. Y'all, I'm excited. I'm excited to share with you more of my passion, just being me, right? And what that looks like and so we're going to end the season with Monday show but we also have Brandon Campbell with us as he talks about his story of inspiration you know life kind of throws us curveballs right but it's how we catch them and how we handle them that makes the difference so he tells the story of just triumph in that right Y'all, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel at The Michael Finkley Show and ring that bell for notification. We'll see you in an email saying, hey, new content uploaded. Thank you so much. If you'd like to be a guest on The Michael Finkley Show, please email us at michaelthefinkleyexperience.com. Thank you so much for watching. And y'all, we will see you Monday. Have a good weekend. Have a good one.